Hello and welcome to the library. My name is Sarah and I am your host and narrator. Thank you so much for joining me. As you're currently listening to this, this is the podcast version of my live stream on the library. You can find me over on Twitch and YouTube where I stream simultaneously on both. Uh, my name is Sarah, as I mentioned, S-E-R-D-D. And if you ever miss an episode or you want to listen or watch these ahead of the posting schedule here on the podcast, just Google that. You'll find me flipping everywhere. So before I get into the story for today, I'd just like to do a quick introduction. Uh, all of these episodes, as I said, are live streamed. So they are completely live. What you're listening to right now is me doing pre-roll or sorry, no, post-roll. <laughs> Is going at the beginning of the episode, but this is long after the first episode has aired, and it was an absolute train wreck. And so we're re-recording it for all of you listeners out there. The first one is undoctored and on the websites on well YouTube. It's not on Twitch anymore because it you know rollover, but uh, the original is still up and available for listening. Though I don't know why you would want to, because it was awful. Uh, one thing about these streams and this podcast is that it is completely unedited. So when I stay, when I say stupid shit, it stays on here. And when I mess up, like I just did, which wasn't on purpose, uh, it also stays on here. Uh, uh, let's see here. So there's that. So these are completely unedited. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, this sounds slightly familiar, or at least the voice does, uh, this, I, this is my second podcast. So I actually also read fan fiction over on Sayard's Audio Fan Fictions, both .com, on podcast, and on AO3, and on YouTube. So that one's everywhere. But a little while ago, I fell into the black pit that is Don May. <laughs> And I have not even tried to crawl out since. <laughs> so uh, I originally started off like everyone else or like most, I think, people nowadays with the big blow up of how popular it's gotten. I started actually discovered it with the Netflix, The Untamed, uh, The Untamed, and proceeded to then completely indulge and inhale everything that is Don May. And I read the um, the fan translated version of Modao Zishi, the Grand, Ma uh, Grand Master of Demonic Cultivation, then went on and read uh, Scum Villain Self-Saving System and The Piece de Resistance, the absolute best, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful, perfect, incredibly written stories of all time, in my opinion, um, have an official's blessing. So, and I'm a huge reader. <laughs> I am a huge reader. I have read all of the things that they tell you that you must read in college and high school and all of that bullshit. Um, and I honestly think that there is not a single thing wrong with have an official's blessing. Like, it's that good. Like, you, there's not even fix-it fan fiction because it's so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that. There probably is, but I have not bothered to look for it because there is nothing I ever felt need fixing. Anyways, moving right along. As I said, Don May. I am a huge 
fan. And so what started as one uh, led into multiple other stories. So what you'll be listening to on this podcast are my uh, is the audio from the live episodes. Now, I just want to warn you a few things, few warnings, disclaimers. Uh, one, there is swearing in this. I have a tendency to swear and I'm not bothering to stop myself. Uh, two, some stories, not the first story we'll be starting with today, but some stories absolutely include explicit sexual content. Um, as I'm recording this, we are in the middle of uh, another I'm reading two at the same two Don Mays at the same time, and the second one that will be also airing on here has explicit sex scenes. Um, they're very poetically written, but it is explicit. You know what's going on, and the word <laughs> sure I'm going to say it. It's eighteen plus. The word cock is used. Okay, so just know this. Um, so not for underagers. Uh, what else? Um, what? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, that was the other thing. Because this is live streamed, I talk to viewers sometimes. I don't actually have a lot of viewers. Um, and also I try my best to keep it in the like before and after each chapters, but sometimes the chapters do get um, uh, interrupted. Also, the ums and ahs. The first three episodes on here that I have re-recorded just because either I was crying too hard <laughs> or there was music in the background and there wasn't supposed to be, and I've honestly had a lot of te technical difficulties with this. So there's a lot going on. I just want you to have patience with that. It does not happen often, especially as we get into the other story, The Wife is First, because I have hit my stride by that point. Also, this episode should be good. <laughs> so all that said, this is uh, my introduction for the library. I know it's a little long-winded and I'll, um, well, no, I'm not going to cut it down because that's not the spirit of the thing. Um, what else? I think that's it. Uh, if you would, again, like to catch my live streams, it is usually Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. on Twitch and YouTube. So, uh, the links for which should be in the description of this episode. Um, I recommend going to YouTube and watching it on there if you, especially if you don't want to make a Twitch, um, uh, what is it, account just to watch or to listen to this. Also, uh, if you prefer not to, that's okay too. These episodes will be updating very regularly. I have a lot of episodes to air and it only goes for whether or not I clean them up or redo them, these don't take me very long at all to do because there's no editing. So it gets up a hell of a lot quicker than my fanfiction one, uh, SAF, the Sarah's Audio Fan Fictions, because those ones get edited. And that takes, that's what it takes for flipping ever. So each episode should range anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours, maybe a little bit less. Um, but it's unapologetically uncut. So that's something. Okay, so with that out of the way, I hope you enjoy these stories. I will be starting on now with chapter one of our first, you know what, I think, 
no, I'm not. I was going to say, maybe I'll just cut this and then I'll start. No, because you have to go through this shit because a lot of episodes start with me rambling. And this is only eight minutes and 30 seconds in, so it's fine. This is a lot less than some of my ranting. So, you're in for the long haul. Welcome. <laughs> right, so uh, please allow me to introduce this first story we're going to read. I read this blind. So I read up to, I think, maybe 10 chapters, if that. I can't remember. Um, and I absolutely love these characters. They're so flippin' good. And I don't know why more people don't know about this story, but they should. And I wish I had sound effects when I was first going through it. So here we go. <sighs> This is Married Thrice to Salted Fish, written by Bika B. By the way, if you ever want to uh, support the author, the links for that will also, their author page or the story page will be in the description for, below. Absolutely feel free to support this author. They're very good. Summary. At 18 years old, Lin Qingyu was married as part of a Qiangxi into the Nananhu mansion, becoming the ill Luan Chang's male wife. God, I haven't read this in a while, I forgot. <laughs> on the eve of their wedding, young Master Hu lay lazily on the bed and said, Beauty, to be honest, I really don't want to engage in domestic struggles. I just want to drift along, eat and wait to die. I want to be a salted fish. A year later, young Master Hu became gravely ill. He took Lin Qingyu's hand and sighed. Wife, I'm going to die. But I think I can continue to transmigrate. In order for you to properly recognize me in the future, let us set a secret code. After the death of young Master Hu, Lin Qingyu was prepared to stay a widow all his life. Unexpectedly, after only half a year, the great general who had rendered outstanding military service actually came to propose marriage. Lynching you would rather die. <laughs> but the general said but one statement. If odd, change. If even, remain the same. Lynching you. I will marry you. After two years, the general died in battle. Before Lin Qingyu even had time to grieve, he was recruited into the palace by the emperor. The emperor ex complained aggrievedly. Bao Bei, this time I have become the emperor. My salted fish dreams have been completely shattered. Lin Qingyu knew that although his husband was a bag of lazy bones, no one was his equal when it came to conspiracy and schemes. He rubbed the emperor's head. Don't think about it. Get started on those reports. Behave yourself. I love this so much. Okay, it is complete. 
with a hundred or sorry it is not currently complete in the translation but in the original thing it's complete with 140 chapters has a bunch of extras um we will be starting of course today with chapter one one thing i just realized while i was reading that is that i did not explain what the hell don may was so don may is a form of chinese web novel that is usually I would say like in the 90 percentile time it is of the times it is uh gay romance so bl fiction gay romance fiction that kind of thing i have a particular leaning i love the historical fictions but those will not always be what we read in fact as you're listening to this if you go on to my twitch channel which is I think it's uh, Sered underscore, S-E-R-D-D underscore on Twitch, or just the library should show up, or just Don May, because I think I'm the only one on there that reads it. Um, excuse me. If you go into my account page, you'll see that I have three, I think. I want to add a fourth, but can't remember how I set it up. <laughs> so I have three Don Mays that you can choose from that we will continue, that we will do when these are done. Um, as I speak right now... I'm going to throw some numbers at you. So as of this very moment that I'm recording this, up to chapter 69 is available on YouTube. Chapter 77 has been translated and is good to go. Um, and I'm doing four, I try to do four chapters an episode. Uh, so we've got not too many not too far to go actually but the translations only update twice a week with one so uh we'll see so let me see here so okay so 50 divide four and i am dyslexic <laughs> so these are please forgive me for my shitty math okay so 12 and a half episodes to go that's actually not bad. So, uh, oh, and that's not including the extras. There are a shit ton of extras. Holy crap. Okay. So the actual story ends at chapter 119. And yeah. Okay. So there's that much to go. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and marker this so that I can put in the description where, what chapter is when. And we'll hydrate. We pet Lucky Cat. And we mute this so I can blow my nose and see muting. So sorry about that. It just occurred to me that I could have just freaking paused recording instead of muting it, but that's how we roll on the live stream. So my apologies. <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> I'm an idiot. Okay. I, I wish that my things would work. My sound effects don't work. <laughs> Why? Why don't my sound effects work? Because I don't have them on. Just a sec. I want to get my sound effects working. It makes me sad when they don't work. Because I worked very hard to get these freaking things set up. Do, 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 do. Okay. It says it's running. Is it? Oh. 
Does it only work on the fucking... Really? Just a second here. This is horseshit, man. Go to audio settings. I gotta configure this fucking thing every time? Ugh. Okay. Input. I don't care. Pick one. Everything's working. Oh my god. So how's everyone doing? I don't think I'm going to get any sound effects for this. All right. Well, I think this is supposed to be semi-serious. No, it's not serious. Oh, this is bugging me. Okay, fuck off then if you're not going to work. You won't even let me close it. Fuck you. Okay. As you can see, they're swearing in this one. Okay. We're just going to continue on. Okay, make sure it's on this, and marker, oh it worked, nice. Chapter 1, in this way, Lin Ching Yu became Luan Cheng's Xiong Si, husband and wife. Oh, also, please uh, take uh, my Chinese translation, or um, pronunciation with a grain of salt, it's probably shit. Nananhu Mansion, inside the bridal chamber on the eve of the wedding. The two matrons of honor finished their assignments and took the maidservants of the Hu Mansion to file out of the inner room. They hadn't even made it past the door before they were impatiently gossiping in whispers. I have already lived the greater part of my lifetime and I have never seen such a beautiful man. It is a pity he's been married off to an invalid. What do you mean, a pity? He's married to the Who Mansion's young master. If it weren't for his eight characters managing to fit perfectly for the Qiongzi to young master Who, would master Who and madam Who deign to even consider the son of a fifth-rank imperial hospital Yan Pan? What you say is reasonable. Whether this is a blessing or a curse, only time will tell. In the middle of their conversation, the matron of honor arrived to the outer room. Before pulling closed the two doors, she glanced inside. Amidst the festive, bright red, the young man, newly married into the Hu Mansion, with the bridal veil covering his face, sat quietly like a jade, like a jade carving on the bridal bed. The doors slowly closed leaving only the rejoicing newly married couple in the bridal chamber. The surrounding area became quiet, and Lin Ching Yu's back, which would, had been stiff the entire day, finally relaxed. He moved his body a bit, and the tassels hanging on the bridal veil swayed along with him. Wearing a bridal veil was really inconvenient. When a female bride is married, the bridal veil on her head must be lifted off of her by her husband. Presumably, this was also the case when a male bride is married. However, he was afraid that his husband was incapable of doing this. His husband. Lin Ching Yu raised his hand to take the bridal veil off himself. His vision finally opened up. He looked around at the light gauze curtains the red canopy, and the warm quilts. 
finally, he turned his attention to the sleeping man on the bed. Young Master Hu of Nanan Hu Mansion, Lu Wan Cheng. Under the candlelight, Lin Qing Yu expressionlessly seized up, sized up Lin, Luan Chang. Luan Chang had on a crimson wedding robe. His brows were like distant mountains. His lashes were long and thick. His cheeks were hollowed out, and his lips were as pale as paper. Though his eyes were tightly closed and his body broken by illness, it could still be seen that he was gifted with extremely good-looking features. From today onwards, this person was his husband. Although he was a man, he became the wife of another man. He was the first male wife formally and legally married in the Deu dynasty. How completely ridiculous. He'd been preparing for the examination of the Imperial Medical Office for three years. If he were to pass the examination, he would become a medical officer just like his father. Even if he weren't to enter the palace, he could open a pharmacy in the capital and be an ordinary doctor. It was a pity that just as he was preparing to go all out for this major undertaking, the empress called his father to appear before her and said, I hear that you have a son born on March 11th of the year of Guiwei. At Qianqi. Is this true? After getting an affirmative answer from Father Lin, the Empress asked the Emperor to confer a marriage upon the Lin family and betroth Lin Qingyu to Nanan Hu's eldest son, Lu Wancheng. The officials and the nobility in the capital all knew that Lu Wancheng was born ill and had been bedridden for many years. When he was born, Nanan Hu specially invited the imperial physician to come see him. The imperial physician once asserted that young Master Hu would not survive past the age of weak crown, which is around, I think, 2021 20, in there. This year, Luan Cheng was 19, and his condition was getting worse by the day. Seeing that his days were dwindling and that the end was approaching, Nanan Hu had no other choice but to write for help to the Deus dynasty's national teacher, who was said to have access to the heavens and knew the ways of ghosts and gods. The letter the national teacher gave him in reply contained only one line of eight characters, which was exactly March 11th on the year of Guiwei, at Xianxi. It was a crime punishable by death to disobey the emperor's order. Lin Qingyu thought it no great loss if his were the only death, but he had to protect his elderly parents and his younger brother. In this way, he became Luan Cheng's Xiongxi male wife. More than ten years of hard study all turned into a joke. At this moment, Hai Xi had passed. The servant girl outside the door, who was keeping watch for the night, said, Xiao Jin, the hour is here. Kindly serve young Master Hu to bed. Lin Qingyu looked at his sleeping husband and clenched his fingers. 
She wanted him to serve Luan Cheng. What a joke. The rules and custom one needed to abide by after marrying into a wealthy family are always complicated and cumbersome. Although it had been a rushed Chongxi, the Nananhu Mansion still sent an instructor aunt to the Lin Mansion to teach Lin, Lin Qingyu on the so-called way of a male wife. Before the wedding, he had his whole body washed clean inside and out. Something like grease had even been applied. Lin Qingyu was not a good gay man. He has never suffered such humiliation. If it weren't for protecting the people in the Lin family, he would have liked nothing more than to take Lu Wancheng to perish along with him. <clears throat> Seeing that there was no movement in the bridal chamber, the servant girl urged once again, Young master, it's time to go to bed. Lin Qingyu closed his eyes and pushed down on the upsurge of malice. He blew out the candles, leaving only one red candle in front of the bed. Lu Wencheng was still wearing the gold-embroidered wedding robe, laying atop the quilt. Sleeping this way might be quite uncomfortable. But then, what did it matter to him? He longed for the day that Lu Wencheng slept forever. Lin Qingyu walked to the bed, and his eyes fell on Luan Chang's crossed hands on his chest. The Lin family was a medical family. Lin Qingyu studied medicine with his father since he was a child. When he was a teenager, he left home to study and follow a famous teacher. Just by looking at Luan Chang's complexion, he knew that Luan Chang was terminally ill and must be suffering from severe and chronic disease. In order to confirm this, Lin Qingyu condescended to feel the pulse of this sick seedling. Lei Wenchang's wrist was frighteningly cold, as though it had been fished out of cold water. Just as he suspected, Lei Wenchang's vitality was exhausted. His pulse showed signs of approaching death. Unless some miracle-working doctor reincarnated, Lei Wenchang would last for only half a year at most. He needed only to endure for half a year. When Luan Cheng passed away, he could be freed. Lin Qingyu unconsciously applied force on his hand, leaving two shallow marks on Luan Cheng's wrist. Suddenly, those pale fingertips moved. Lin Qingyu instinctively let go. Letting Luan Cheng's hand fall back to the bed, he saw his eyes rolling under his lids, his long lashes trembling slightly. Was Luan Cheng going to wake up? Lin Qingyu had a solemn expression as he stared at Luan Cheng unblinkingly. Under his sword-like gaze, Luan Cheng slowly opened his eyes. Luan Cheng's eyes seemed to be covered with mist. It was as though he couldn't see anything. When the mist in his eyes dissipated, a trace of puzzlement appeared. Huh? Where did this classical beauty come from? <laughs> this lecher, 
He's already on the verge of death, and he still didn't forget to lay on the flattery. Lin Yu said coldly, You're awake. Liu Wencheng was momentarily dazed. He asked in a hoarse voice, Who are you? A hint of surprise flashed in Lin Qingyu's eyes. Do you not know who I am? This was their first time meeting, but so long as Lu Cheng had grown a brain, he should already understand just by seeing the bridal attire that he had on. Lu Cheng shook his head, let out muffled coughs, and said, <coughs> Although it would sound very cliché, I still want to ask, where is this, and why am I here? Lynching you. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> I have a cricket sound effect, so just crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> Could it be that this sickness has made him stupid? Or did Luan Chang not even know about this marriage? Before the Xiongxi, he heard his father mention Luan Chang's condition. It was said that Luan Cheng had been dazed and muddled for the past month. If this were the case, it was likely that Luan Cheng was completely ignorant of this marriage. Lin Qingyu's expression eased a little. My surname is Lin, and my name is Qingyu. Lin Qingyu? Lin Qingyu... Luan Chang said his name, as though hitting upon something, he said, The beautiful, the beautiful imperial doctor who died in the Eastern Palace? Lin Cheng Yu frowned. What? Luan Chang looked at him for a moment, his face filled with shock. He was then suddenly struggling to sit up. Out of habit as a doctor, Lin Cheng Yu pushed the flailing patient back down. What do you think you're doing? Mirror. Luan Cheng covered his chest with one hand and pointed at the bronze mirror on the cabinet with the other, his long hair scattered on the pillow. <coughs> Give me the mirror. The mirror? Lin Qingyu handed the bronze mirror to Luan Cheng and asked, What's, what's wrong with this mirror? Luan Cheng saw himself in the mirror and then, as though seeing a ghost, his eyes widened suddenly. His expression looked as if he had a thousand words to say. He held back for a long time until he almost couldn't breathe. In the end, he only said one word. Fuck. The servant girl on night watch heard the movement in the bridal chamber. She knocked on the door and asked, Xiaojin? Has something happened? Lin Qingyu looked at Luan Cheng, who was dazed as if he'd been struck by lightning, and said calmly, Tell your master who and the madam that young master who is awake. The servant girl immediately sent someone to report to Nanan Hu and Madam Hu. They then invited the doctor to come. After a while, the bridal room was full of people. It was Lin Qingyu in Instead, who stood by the outermost side, acting like a complete outsider. Dr. Zhang, who was ex examining Luan Cheng's pulse, was not an imperial doctor, but he too was a famous doctor in the capital. Dr. Zhang stroked his beard and said in disbelief, 
This is the first time this old man has encountered such a situation during his many decades of practicing medicine. Madame Hu said eagerly, Dr. Jiang, could it be that... No, sorry, wait, no, that's wrong. Dr. Jiang, could it be that one Jiang... Madam, do not be impatient. That the young Master Hu has woken up is a good thing. Only that this pulse... Yesterday, this old man also diagnosed young Master Hu's pulse. At that time, young Master Hu's vitality was clearly exhausted, and he was not four from the five decays of heaven and man. But now... It's like a completely different person. Dr. Jang clicked his tongue in wonder. It's like the gods have lent their assistance, pouring vitality into his body. Lin Yu pondered quietly. Lu Wen Chang suddenly got better, and it wasn't that last radiance of the setting sun. It was a bit weird. He has never seen a similar case in any of the medical books. Madame Hu was taken aback and asked, Then his illness is about to get better? The doctor did not dare to confirm. He considered it and said, At least there is a gleam of hope. Good, good! Madame Hu burst into tears with excitement. Wan Chang, did you hear that? Your illness has taken a turn for the better! Lu Wan Chang had no special reaction. He only said, I heard. The doctor added, Madam, young Master Hu has just woken up and he still needs to rest. Madam Hu wiped away her tears and said, Then Mother won't interrupt your rest. What about Jing Yu? Where's Xiao Chen? Everyone looked at each other. Then Jing Yu stepped forward and said, Madam. Madam Hu held his hand and said with a smile, Ching Yu, as soon as you married into the Hu Mansion, Wan Cheng's illness has taken a turn for the better. As expected, the national teacher is gifted with divine strategy and wonderful planning. You are Wan Cheng's savior. We shall be leaving our Wan Cheng in your care. Lu Wan Cheng raised his head and looked at Lin Ching Yu. Lin Ching Yu said with a smile, Do not worry, madam. I will do my utmost to take care of young Master Hu. The Momo next to Madame Hu teased. Hi, Xiao Zhen shouldn't be calling young Master Hu the same way we do. You should call him husband. Everyone laughed, and no one noticed that Lin Qingyu's hands, hidden in his sleeves, clenched tightly. Everyone disappeared, and the peace in the bridal room was restored once again. The red... The red candle was about to burn empty. Luan Chang lay silent on the bed, his brows sometimes furrowed and sometimes smoothed. It looked as though he was trying to remember something. Lin Ching Yu was too lazy to pay any attention to him. He stood by the window looking at the strange moon outside. His body seemed to be covered with moonlight. After an unknown length of time, Luan Chang let out a sigh. He said, Buddy, oh, that's not right. Um, beauty, come here. Lin Ching Yu said coolly, Who are you calling? Luan Chang smiled and said, 
Is there anyone else here? Then Jin Yu turned around. The swaying candlelight dyed a trace of crimson blush on his cheeks. The teardrop mole in the corner of his eye turned as bright as a peony. He was beautiful, but didn't seem to have a good temper. Lu Chang coughed a couple of times and nodded at Lin Ching Yu to sit. Lin Ching Yu remained standing by the bed, keeping an arm's distance from Lu Chang. I had just sorted. I had just been sorting out the main threads. Lu Chang's tone was calm, without the agitation when he had first woken up. Lin Ching Yu said lightly, And what has that to do with me? It's got a little to do with you, because what I was thinking about pertains to your main threads. Having said just these few words, Luan Chang was already a little weak and pale. If I'd come a few days earlier, I definitely wouldn't have agreed to this marriage, where you would only inevitably wind up as a lifelong widow. Lynching Yu's expression was numb. What's the use of you saying this now? Indeed. Now we're married. We've tied the knot. We've performed the wedding ritual, and the whole capital knows that we are husband and wife. Lin Ching Yu sneered. No. Huh? Lin Ching Yu sneered. We didn't perform the marriage ritual. You were asleep the whole time. I performed the ritual with a big cock. <laughs> he means rooster. He performed it with a big rooster. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> Lu Wen Cheng scoffed. That's all right. It's fine. If we didn't perform the ritual, that's good too. You don't have to take this marriage seriously. I won't live past half a year, so you'll just have to be wronged for half a year. When I die, you can make off with my inheritance and return to the Lin residence. This way you won't suffer too much of a loss. Lin Ching Yu was startled and said suspiciously, Is there such a good thing? There is. But how much inheritance you can bring home depends on your own ability. Li Wenchang leaned back on the soft pillow and said in a lazy tone, With this broken body, I won't be engaging in any domestic struggles. The waters run deep in Nenhu Mansion. I can't grasp it. I just want to drift along, eat and wait to die. I want to be a salted fish. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, I felt the need to, <laughs> I didn't mean to jump on that word the way that I did, but I, <laughs> I want to make the innuendo like, well, that word gets jumped on a lot. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Oh, heavens, that was funny. Huh. <sighs> Sorry, I got thirsty during the middle of that. And instead of hydrating like a normal person, I always wait till the end of my chapter. As you're not supposed to do. Don't follow my lead, children. 
I don't know if we'll get through four chapters if they're all that long. That was quite a bit longer than I anticipated. So that chapter alone was... It's that half an hour? Yeah, I think. I think that that's the average. <laughs> oh, okay. Moving right along because we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Ugh, big yawn. And marker. Oops, that didn't work. Let's try that again. <laughs> marker. There you go. Chapter two. My widow, you are keeping your word. Ooh. Although Lin Jingyu didn't completely understand Luan Chang's words, he thought he roughly understood what the other meant. For Luan Chang to be able to talk so lightly about his limited days, could it be that he really wasn't afraid of death? When all was said and done, Luan Chang was someone ill. Being able to hold on till now was already his limit. He lay down on the bed and said, Beauty, you... Lynching you said sternly, Stop with that inconsiderate name-calling. Because of his appearance, when Lin Qingyu had been pursuing his studies on the road, he was often harassed by lechers. Towards these people who called him Beauty or Barbe at every turn, he wanted nothing more than to stuff their mouths with the potion he'd mixed himself that could force them to, sh that could force them to shut their mouths. Oh yes, little disclaimer, Lin Qingyu loves, po loves poisons and we applaud him for it. However, although Luan Chang called him a beauty, he didn't stare blankly at him like a frivolous person. He wasn't completely hopeless. How fierce! Aren't you happy being praised for your good looks? Luan Chang closed his eyes and said, Whatever. I'm going to rest. Just do as you please. After all that... After all that waste of time... It was already past Zizhi. There really was nothing else to do except go to bed. The servant girl just now had helped Luan Chang take off his clothes. She had also wiped his arms and face, while on the other hand, Lin Qingyu was still wearing the dress and crown he had used to the wedding. A hua dian had been painted between his brows, and he still hasn't washed off the makeup on his face. Yes, he had on makeup today. Due to his strongly worded request, the matron of honor had only painted his brows and lips. However, because of the cold and aloof beauty of his face, after using even just this little bit, his lips appeared as red as flames, and his brows appeared as though they had been drawn from a painting. This look made others praise him without cease, but for him, it alarmed his heart and sent his body leaping. What he had pursued between his what he had pursed between his lips seemed not to be rouge paper, but shackles that imprisoned him. And the only ones who placed these 
and the ones who placed these shackles on him was the entire Nananhu mansion, as well as the imperial family. He would remember this hatred. There was that matron of honor who had to force him to use ointment, and made that certain someplace feel extremely uncomfortable. He would remember her, too. As for his ignorant husband, if what Luan Chang said was true, they truly could spend the next six months together in peace. Husband and wife in name, but not in truth. He could barely force himself not to harbor any hatred against Luan Chang. He was a man on the verge of death. Nothing more. What need was there to bother with him? Naturally, there couldn't be two beds in the bridal chamber. The only bed was occupied by Luan Chang. Then Ching Yu decided to spend the night on the Luohan. At this time, it was shortly after the Lantern Festival. The days had yet to warm. He was sure to catch a cold sleeping on a bare Luohan. Then Ching Yu saw that there was an extra quilt on the marriage bed. The servant of the Hu Mansion must have deliberately prepared it, afraid that their precious young master Hu wouldn't be used to sharing the same quilt with someone else. In that case, Lin Ching Yu had no wish to be polite. Even in sleep, Lu Chang could not escape the torment of illness and pain, and his brows were lightly furrowed. Lin Ching Yu's movements when taking the quilt had been very light, but Lu Chang still woke up. When Luan Chang opened his eyes, Lin Ching Yu was in the middle of bending over. His hair hung before his chest and fell on the other's cheeks, making it a little itchy. The two locked eyes with each other. Without waiting for Luan Chang to speak, Lin Ching Yu said first, I'm taking the quilt. Luan Chang smiled. Take it. Lin Ching Yu carried the quilt to the Luohan and spread it out. Just as he was about to lie down, Luan Chang said, Aren't you going to undress before going to bed? Although the wedding dress worn by a male bride wasn't as complicated and cumbersome as that as a woman's, it was still a loose corseted thing covered in layer upon layer of robes. It was far less convenient and comfortable than wearing ordinary clothes. Just looking at it made Luan Chang feel tired for him. Lin Ching Yu said calmly, Naturally, I'm going to take it off. Turning his back to Luan Chang, he raised his hand to undo the outermost buckle. A coat fell from his shoulders and slid to his ankles. Piece after piece of clothing were removed, and after a while he was just like Luan Chang, dressed only in close-fitting nightwear. After taking off his clothes, he turned around and glanced at the marriage bed. Good. Luan Chang was asleep again. Early the next morning, Lin Jing Yu had always been a light sleeper, and a quiet cough from Luan Chang was enough to wake him up. On the bed, Luan Chang was lying on his side. His side profile was mostly blocked by the scattered strands of his hair. His sleeping posture was haphazard, without the slightest bit of dignity. As soon as Lin Ching Yu got up from the Luohan, there came a knock on the door. 
Young master, Xiao Jin, it's time to get up. According to customs, you must go serve tea to Master Hu and Madam Hu. Liuan Chang showed no signs of waking up. Lin Qingyu opened the door and let them in. The maids walking in the maid walking in front was Feng Jin, who was Luan Chang's personal maid. She entered the room carrying in hot water. When she saw the soft quilt on the Luohan, a strange expression momentarily stole over her face. Half the maids who came were there to assist Lin Qing Yu to freshen up. The remaining half went to the remaining half went to get Luan Chang up. Lin Qing Yu changed into a snow blue robe. His long hair was simply tied up with a jade crown. On him these or on him these ordinary clothes seemed graceful and full of elegance. However, compared with yesterday's wedding attire, he was less bright and more dignified. Fen Qin wanted to put on makeup for Lin Qing Yu. Lin Qing Yu said, No need. Fen Qin said, But I saw that Xiao Jin had on makeup yesterday. And as you said, that was yesterday. Lin Qing Yu's eyes fell on the dressing case on the table, and he said irritably, Take this out. Lin Qing Yu had finished putting on his clothes, but Lu Wencheng was still asleep. A few maidservants had gathered around the bed, calling him softly. Young master, it's time for you and Xiao Jin to serve tea to the master and madam. Young master. Lu Wencheng remained motionless, his expression calm, his hands folded on his chest, looking like a Buddha statue. Fen Qin said easily, uneasily, it can't be that young master who has fainted again. Lin Qing Yu stepped forward and carefully observed Luan Chang. He said, I love him so much. He said, I can't. No, no. He just died in his sleep. You can force him to wake up. I love him so much. No, he's just dead. Lin Feng Jin asked, unable to understand. Xiao Jin, how are we to force him? Shout louder or take off his quilt, Lin Qing Yu said. But don't forget, he is ill, so unless you want his condition to get worse, don't disturb his rest. Feng Jin said, But master and the madam... Lin Qing Yu interrupted her. He is already this sick, and you want him to serve tea? Are the rules are the rules more important than his life? In the Dayu, it was the newly married husband and wife together who served tea to the parents on the day after the wedding. If Luan Chang doesn't go, then he probably then he probably won't have to go either. Originally, before the Empress had ordered this marriage, Nan and Hu's wife Liang Xi had sent someone to visit Lin Qing Yu's home and propose a marriage. When he decisively refused, she then asked the empress, thus putting the Lin family in a state of either marrying or dying, not to mention treating the Nan and Hu couple as in-laws. He didn't even want to pay any attention to them. Feng Xin didn't dare decide on this matter. 
she sent a servant girl to report to Liang Xi. Not long afterwards, the Momo, by Liang Xi's side, came to give her answer. The madam says that since it is rare for the young master to sleep so peacefully, we should let him continue to sleep. She and your master who will drink tea served by Xiao Zhen alone. Then Xing Yu sneered. Sure enough, madam loves her son like life. Living in the Hu Mansion, he was given no choice but to follow. No matter how reluctant, Lin Ching Yu could only put on a show. Lin Ching Yu could only put on a snow cape and follow the Momo to the front hall. Along the way, the Momo prattled on and on about the rules of the Hu Mansion's inner house. Lin Ching Yu took her to be talking utter rubbish, automatically cutting her voice out of his ears. Yesterday, he had been wearing the bridal veil, and he could only see a few steps under his feet. Today, he was able to see the true appearance of the Nan and Hu mansion. Although he had never been to the palace, he had gone to the prince's mansion with his father. The magnificence of the Nan and Hu's mansion was not inferior to that of the prince's mansion. With its carved beams and painted buildings, gorgeous and noble, it showed that Nen and Hu's status in the court was extraordinary. In the front hall, Nen and Hu and Liang Shi were seated upon the seat of honor. Nen and Hu was nearing Bu Ho, taciturn but with re a resolute and steadfast face. Liang Shi, though getting on in years, was still attractive with a kindly face. She looked like a good-natured upper-class lady. Then Ching Yu took the tea handed to him by the Momo. He couldn't help imagining himself putting poison in it. What poison could he give that would let them have the taste of losing their freedom? The two drank Lin Ching Yu's tea. Liang Shi said with a smile on her face, Ching Yu, did you sleep well last night? Lin Ching Yu recovered and said, It was satisfactory. From now on, the Hu Mansion will be your home. If there is anything you are not used to, just tell Mother. Thank you, Madam. The Momo said, displeased. Why is Xiao Jin still using Madam? Just like young Master Hu, you are to call her Mother. This Momo was really obsessed with this matter of changing terms of address. He was simply going to call her Change Your Title Momo. If she wanted so much for Liang Shi to be called that, then why doesn't she just call Liang Shi that herself? Lin Ching Yu lowered his eyes and said, It is force of habit. I, it may take a while for me to change my terms of address. I hope Madame Hu will forgive me. Nan and Hu looked displeased. Liang Shi said gracefully, there is no harm done. There will be plenty of time for that. The first few months after I married into the Hu mansion, I also forgot to correct myself. The Nan and Hu said, Despite that, you must, you must still get used to it as soon as possible, so as not to be a source of amusement in the eyes of others. Then Ching Yu thought of his parents and endured silently.
Yes. Then she took another sip of tea and said, Your eight characters and one Chang's are a match made in heaven. Master Hu and I also fancied this point, so we asked his majesty to bestow this marriage. Ching Yu, in the future you must put your husband first in all matters. Wait upon him by his sickbed and let your good fortune rub, rub off on one Chang. Then Ching Yu nodded, stupefied. Nan and Hu said, Speaking of which, you're the son of the Panguang of the Imperial Hospital. You have also studied under a famous teacher. Excuse me. Your medical skills are definitely not bad. Lynching used chest filled with Lynching used chest filled with a burst of oppression. Yes, his medical skills were not bad. Before all this, he could have practiced medicine or pharmacy to help the people. He could have helped the dying and healed the injured. Now he was locked up in the inner house, forced to be a male wife who was to be content with his own lot. And the main culprit even had the gall to say, Although Dr. Jiang is in charge of looking after Wan Chang's condition, you can also watch over him a bit. Do not waste your medical skills. This bitch. Nanan Hu worked as the Minister of Revenue. He had many responsibilities, and he left after saying these words. Liang Shi gave a jade bracelet to Lin Qingyu. She said, This was part of the dowry I brought from my birth family. I had planned on giving it to Wan Qing's son in the future, but now... Lang Shi paused and smiled again. No matter, you keep it. Lin Ching Yu could not have failed to understand Liang Shi's intention. She took so much effort to get Luan Cheng a male wife, but didn't forget to disdain the male wife for being unable to bear children. They were all worthy of being members of the Nananhu mansion. Each was worse than the other. It was only Luan Chang who he's barely been able to tolerate. Lin Ching Yu returned to the Blue Wind Pavilion where Luan Chang lived. He threw the brocade box containing the jade bracelet to Feng Qin. Feng Qin said, Xiao Jin, welcome back. Young Master Hu hasn't woken up yet. He's been sleeping for so long. Is there really nothing the matter? Lin Ching Yu stopped walking towards the study. I'll take a look. What he wanted to say was... What he wanted to see was not Luan Cheng, but Luan Cheng's once-in-a-century pulse. Dr. Zhang, who had diagnosed Luan Cheng's pulse last night, as he understood, was indeed a well-known doctor with real ability and talent. It would be a pity not to examine the pulse that even Dr. Zhang had never seen before. When Lin Qingyu walked into the inner room, Luan Cheng was still asleep. He was even still in the same position he had been in before Lin Qingyu left. He stood by the bed, looking down upon Luan Cheng. He had to say that Luan Cheng didn't look... He had to say that Luan Cheng didn't look like his parents very much. His appearance was much more refined than that of, than that of Nan and Hu and his wife. 
Lin Qingyu rolled up his sleeves and stretched out his fingertips. He had yet to touch Luan Cheng's pulse when his hand was caught without warning. A loose, careless voice spoke. Sneaking up like that, what were you going to do, Lin Qingyu? Lin Qingyu's hand stiffened. Let go. Given Luan Cheng's body, he was afraid that Luan Cheng would faint if he tried even a little bit of force to break free. Luan Cheng let go. His eyes were closed, but the corners of his lips curled up. Don't get too excited. I don't like men. You don't have to be so guarded towards me. Lin Qingyu's eyes widened. You don't like men? That's right. As I remember, even though male homosexuality was in vogue during the Daeyu dynasty, not everyone was a cut sleeve. Luan Chang opened his eyes and said, What about you? Are you? Lynching you choked. It has been a month since he was forced into this marriage, and no one has ever asked him this question. Anyway, he was going to marry anyway he was going to marry a man. What difference did it make if he liked men or, or women? I... Naturally, I'm not one either. Luan Chang covered his lips and coughed a few times. He then said sympathetically, Then you must feel extremely wronged at being married to me for a Xiongxi. Then Ching Yu's brows were gloomy. What nonsense. If you were to be given to me in Xiongxi... Wouldn't you feel wronged? That's why I said I would make it up to you. To say it is easy, what exactly will you do to compensate me? My inheritance. Lin Jingyu sneered. Your inheritance that I have to fight for? Li Wenchang asked. Then what compensation do you want? As long as it's not troublesome or strenuous, I'll give it to you. He wanted to take the examination of the Imperial Medical Office. He wanted to leave the Nan and Hu mansion. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. But he knew it was almost impossible. The marriage between him and Luan Chang was bestowed by the Emperor. Even if Luan Chang agrees for him to leave, he would still need His Majesty's approval. Then Ching Yu was silent for a while. He said, Give me your hand. Yuan Chang held his wrist with his other hand and said warily, Eh? What are you doing? Lin Ching Yu said impatiently, I'm going to check your pulse. You should have said so earlier. Luan Chang raised his hand and presented his wrist. Dr. Lin, please. A charcoal brazier was burning in the room, and Luan Chang's entire body was covered under the quilt. His wrist, though, his wrist, though, remained cold. Feeling the beating of his pulse, Lin Qingyu frowned. Liu and Chang's body was better, but the disease was not eradicated. Sorry. But the disease was not eradicated. He could feel the sudden vitality that Dr. Zhang had said. But Luan Cheng's body was like a bottomless pit, consuming this vitality little by little. Unless the root of the illness was eradicated, 
Liwen Chang's vitality would be exhausted, and he would still not survive past half a year. There was no cure for Luan Chang's disease. Seeing Lin Qingyu's face sinking like water, Luan Chang asked, Am I saved? Lin Qingyu asked, Why would you think so? Because you don't look happy. Luan Chang looked as though this all had nothing to do with him. If I were in your place, I should think that you would want me to die sooner. Lin Qingyu couldn't help asking, do you really not care about your life or death? There's nothing to care about, Luan Chang smiled. My fate is not in my hands. It's in heaven's. Don't worry. Don't worry, my widow. You're sure to be one. Lin Ching Yu. Crickets, 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 crickets. <laughs> All right. That's it for chapter two. How far along are we? We're an hour in. So yeah, it looks like almost every chapter is about half an hour, half an hour, 30 minutes. Give or take. <clears throat> right. So that's it. That's all. Uh, this was chapter one and two. I know that I, at the very beginning I said that it was, uh, we do chapters one to four and all that. Um, but it turns out that when I started this, uh, I was only doing two chapters because I wasn't reading as smoothly and it was taking a lot longer. So actually, the original version of this that I recorded, it was an hour and 50 minutes just to do two chapters. So clearly, clearly I have improved. Um, so yeah, so this has been the first episode. The next episode, I will be continuing on with um, this married thrice to salted fish for a while in the postings um, until I'm going to continue posting these in the same order that I originally posted them on um, on YouTube. So we don't start uh, The Wife is First, which is our other Don May. We won't start that one until after chapter 52 or 54 of this Married Thrice to Salted Fish. Don't worry, it goes quickly. I say that and it's probably a lie. Um, also, just please remember and understand that a lot of these, that after episode, I want to say, let me see here. After episode... Do, 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 six looks like yes um after episode six the uh the reading becomes a lot choppier and it's all um and you will hear like me interacting with other people and and chat and all of that so these are um closed readings so they're only studio readings i'm not doing these live for chapters one and two three and four five and six however as soon as you hit seven and up then it's once again live um so yeah so there, and oh there's one episode let's see oh and there's episode 19 where there's an impromptu one shot fan fiction one shot that gets read as well during the episode but that's at the very end and you can skip it um 
in some episodes there will be more talking than story and I hope you're okay with that um if you want to skip them I I get it uh but yeah so that has been this episode I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you will tune in again next time for chapters three and four uh let me see here three and four is okay so the next episode will be an hour and 11 minutes the one after that five and six will be an hour and one minute and then it goes up and up and up like there's one episode on here jesus chapters 24 to 27 for some reason is four and a half hours what the fuck was i doing some of these will need to be redone clearly actually it may behoove me to just go ahead and redo a lot of them because there's a lot in here that is three and a half hours, three hours and 48 minutes, three hours and 36 minutes. Jesus. Clearly there was a, a learning curve because now all of my, actually that's cool. So my average reading times go from three and a half hours, like three hours and 46, 48 minutes. And then you can see them go down to two and a half hours down to two hours. Now I'm averaging about an hour, an hour and a half. That's pretty good for four chapters each. So yeah, so there's a learning curve and clearly they get better. All right. Thank you so much once again for listening. I hope you will like, subscribe and follow this podcast because there are many, 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 many more episodes to come. All right. Uh, but I guess that's it. That's all. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful evening. And until next time, happy listening. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.